welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Uptown Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Dane Allen, a.k.a. Big Buckets Brown. And nobody ever calls me that. Nobody ever calls me Big Buckets Brown at all. Um, Yeah, like I start every episode off, how are you? You good? Me too. Glad to hear it. Um, This week, so... I have a few different uh, guests on these next couple of episodes. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how it's going to work out. But all I know is I got like a Miami of Ohio connection going right now. So love and honor to all the Miami alums that listen to the podcast or if you checked it out. Uh, but this week's guest is Jasmine Hardy, who is a professor which she probably doesn't like to be called that, but uh, we actually went to Miami together and um, met each other there, uh, got to know each other, you know, throughout the years there. And, and it's interesting uh, with this episode, uh, only because we also had Lindsay McMillan, doctor, excuse me, Dr. Lindsay McMillan Brown on uh, the last episode. And I really just, I was excited to have both of them on the podcast, one, because they represent me and uh, black women in their fields and successful in their fields. And I wanted to um, definitely give them a shout out to let them know that, hey, I appreciate you for being on the show. You know, I appreciate you saying, yeah, you'd be on the podcast. You'd be willing to sit down and share. You know, they shared a lot of things that um, some of the stuff, you know, I expected to talk about only because it's some of the things that I usually try and touch on for each episode. And with the last episode, Jasmine really kind of opened up a lot about one, her Miami experience. And we talked about that a lot, about how our experience is totally different than kids that are in school now for obvious reasons. And also um, just how she's working with these kids and these students, you know, as a, as a teacher or professor on campus that you experience on a campus that you experienced as a student. I think that's pretty cool, you know, to um, not so much recycle the experience, but see the experience from a different perspective. I think that um, that's what I really enjoyed about this episode. And I, I'm not I'm not going to be too long with the intro because I want to let you guys get into the episode only because, you know, it's been a few weeks, you know, some things happen, you know, experience life and you're doing different things. So I had some things going on with me and um, my life. So it kind of took me a while to get back to uh, posting and letting you guys check it out. I mean, you can obviously see that in the feed. So uh, I just wanted to let you know. But, um, yeah, man, this episode is really, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really liked listening to this episode through. Um, I did have a few technical difficulties, but I, I got it all figured out. The main thing is that you guys enjoy this episode and make sure you check out um, Jazz on IG. I, I don't really know if she was looking to get the followers and everything. It's more so just to let everybody know about what she's doing and you know how she had she hadn't been on the podcast but she uh enjoyed recording and i i uh, hope you guys enjoy this one so um yeah don't forget follow the podcast on ig and twitter social media at it's your world pod underscore you can also follow me at it's jordan bruh underscore and then make sure you also follow jazz on instagram at just dot jazz underscore j-u-s-t dot 
J-A-S underscore on Instagram. So, yeah, let me know what you think about this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Subscribe and review. If you like the show, let somebody know. If you don't like the show, let somebody know. I don't know. Tell somebody about the show. You appreciate it, too. Thank you. Since it's summer break, so I'm trying to, I don't know, try taking that it's a summer break and I actually can break because usually before I went to grad school, there was, there was no summer break. People mm-hmm. like, oh, what's the summer? Like, I work. Mm-hmm. So, um, so nowadays, like right now, it's just summer break, taking these trips, Chicago, went, been to Philly, did an internship, Columbus, Ohio, um, and then I have a niece who's three, Ava. So I try to spend all my time that I can in her face mm-hmm. just so that she just be like, Auntie Jazz, Auntie Jazz all the time and just be like, yes, it's all me. You're but, cool right, <laughs> absolute cool 100% auntie. cool auntie. Like I will have a shirt, I will say best auntie ever or something of that nature. Um, but other than that, like I like to sit down. I sit down and I relax and I'm also just thinking about what's to come. Like mm-hmm. school starting at the end of the month. And then with that, it would be like eight months left before like I got this master. So that's me nowadays of just really thinking about where is Jasmine at the end of May 2020 when mm-hmm. I graduate. Um, but other than that, I'm kicking it, hanging it, hanging out with folks that I'm still connected to from Miami. So Jessica and Robin, they're up in Cleveland. I've still got some friends in Cincinnati, a lot of connections in Columbus. So I do spend a nice amount of time in Columbus cool. just because I laid roots there for seven years after we graduated. Um, so a lot of networking there and just a lot of ties there. Mm-hmm. And actually it was like home because like I spent most of my 20s there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know the last time I talked to you was teaching and it's kind of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show. Okay. Talking about all these like Different influences and the culture that I was living in. I mm-hmm. was talking about political mm-hmm. climate. I mean, shit that's going on all over the country. I think we had two mass shootings in yeah, the like past twenty four hours. hours. Yeah, just wow. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like every time there's a mass shooting, like one triggers another. Like somebody had been either like plotting and thinking about it. Like that's my sign of like let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm just like golly, like another one. So for it to be close to home too, yeah, like Dayton. Dayton and, like, I know a lot of folks in Dayton. So I was been texting people all morning, like, you're safe, you're good, you're good, you're good. Checking Facebook, because now they can do that, like, safety. Um, checking, like, hey, like, this person checked in saying that they were safe right. during this time of this, like, tragedy, like, dramatic event. So, but, yeah. It's cool. I just wanted to kind of, you know, pick your brain on, you know, what the future might be for us teaching the youth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how they feel about these things, you know, and how does that affect you mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to influence them in the classroom? Yeah. Um, um, God, so this is my, I won't say it's my first time teaching, it's my first time teaching in a classroom per se. Okay. So before I got into grad school, so like my former teaching was I was heavily, heavily involved at my church in Columbus um, teaching with youth. Mm-hmm. 
So like Bible study and leading, um, they have like their own like youth and like um, type of like service, youth service. Mm -hmm. For youth ministry. You know. Exactly. So I've done things of like a sermon or more so, and I don't really call it a sermon. Like I just like, I have a topic I want to talk about and how can I make it relatable and like attractive and um, receptive to students that are sixth grade to high school, like 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And so I try to take, take that, and that's me just kind of like watching other people and seeing like how they do it and asking questions um, from like youth ministry, like leaders that have been doing it for like 10, 20 years. So I'm like, what's your secret or what, how do you... Format. Right, format or like how do you just like get them to like grasp onto what you're saying? Because when they look at you... It's like I'm not that far removed, but like, <laughs> like, like but like. I remember when she used to be bad too? She was doing this stuff. And she was acting like this. And, like, <laughs> and it is just like, like somehow I thought, all right, like maybe I'm eight years older, ten years older, and they they just think that's like light yeah, years old. old. Like you might as well be their grandma, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not that far removed, but to them it's just you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like I was 12, I was 16, I was 18 too with some of the same issues, same problems, maybe not as highlighted because social media wasn't so right, extravagant. Right, right. So it's just kind of like trying to find, to make them look at you like she knows what I'm, what I'm talking about or at least like some type Can of deal. To exactly. So from that experience in church, I take that to my classroom mm -hmm. and I also have to remind myself like, Jasmine, just be you. Like you ain't gotta be this like whole and thou got it together look at me I'm in grad school like like nah I like I just I make mistakes just like you and I love the fact that I'm teaching a class that I had to take at Miami because okay. like at school grades weren't grades weren't popping I was not the one I mean, in college though because <laughs> I think I think uh, I'll never forget. Shout out to John Wells. I know. I, he, mm. he, yes, John Wells. <laughs> John was like uh, roommate's freshman year. I'll <sighs> never forget this. We were sitting there talking, bro. It's like, man, I'm not even getting grades. Like, I can't read this. <laughs> like, I'll never forget. <laughs> talking about that, like, is it that? Was it that hard? It was just like, I had been there for the summer. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was like nobody was around. Mm -hmm. There was nothing going on. All it was us was just going to class, mm -hmm. working out, hanging mm -hmm. out a little bit, and then going to class, working out every single day. Then right. you everybody back on campus. You're talking to different people. Mm -hmm. Football team wants you to do this. You got to go to the tournament. You got to go to study. All you mm -hmm. got to do is it's just like, man, when you're a freshman, you're trying to figure that shit out. It gets yes. real rough. <laughs> yes. And I could, and like, I did orientation, so there's like a particular day that a lot of like the incoming freshman football team, like they all come on this one particular day, and mm -hmm. so just to see them kind of like and just hear the conversations in the office, they're saying like it's just a different world. Just like the coaches were there with them, and like telling like move here, go there, do this, come to the line, we gotta go, and just like golly, they are such on a, a regimen, and it's like like we're happy that you're here, but like we need to get you through, and you're just like what, what, like, type deal. So I couldn't even imagine it literally from, like, your eyes of, like, coming from here and then going to a place like Oxford, Ohio, mm -hmm. one, and then Coach two, exactly. <laughs> and then two, just, like, try and just do your football thing and your academic thing and everything else in between. Socialize and everything. <laughs> and then you got social media, but don't use social media too much because if you use social media too much, then we don't know what you be thinking and all this. <laughs> like, right. But, I mean, the whole thing for me and, and, 
making that jump mm-hmm. wasn't that I didn't feel like I wasn't prepared. Mm. I just feel like it was just so much at one time. Yeah. It's just overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think people give you a chance to like, how are you feeling? Like, <laughs> like, like actually the question, I'm like, you cool? You good? Because it's like, we got this laid out for you, but this is probably definitely not a format that you're used to. And even me, like coming from a predominantly white um, neighborhood, born and raised in it. So like the culture shock of just a sea of white people, I was like, oh, this is home. Like, okay, I'm just 45 minutes away from exactly the same thing. But the rigor of coursework and the also the freedom of like, whatever you want, you can do what, whatever. whatever. I was like, my mom's not going to come up here unless like she ain't here for me for like a week. But like the freedom of it, I never had that freedom of just doing it on my own. Like, of course we know what to do because like, like I was raised that way and like, I knew the right thing to do. Now, granted, there wasn't a switch away, and if I didn't do the right thing, it was, it's just me out here, right? <laughs> so, I'm out here. Or I'm just out here. In the streets of Oxford. <laughs> it's a fucking black wall. <laughs> High street. Right, it's literally out here. Just tell me I wasn't going to Bridge Street. And, and, and for people who listen to from Chicago, like, Oxford is, is a small town in, <laughs> what, central Ohio, whatever. Not even, like, we're out west, like, 20 minutes from the border of Indiana. Corn, like cornfields. It's literally, the town is as big as like 95th and Ashland to 83rd and Ashland. That's how big the town is. It's like, not- there's no Oxford without Miami University, I feel like. It's just, it's like if Miami University wasn't well, there, like. Was, yeah, I can't think of anything that would be there. Like, why would I go up that way? That's true. Other than school. So, yeah. But, and, but that was the thing, too, is I actually just had a conversation with my head coach from high school mm. a couple of days ago about some stuff and I'm thinking like oh yeah we did have study hall we did have all that stuff you know we were somewhat prepared for that but like you Mm -hmm. said just that fact that you got all this freedom to do whatever you want to do and Mm -hmm. you can not go to class if you don't want to well I mean y'all could kind of do that but like (laughs) it's regular right we would know if y'all didn't go we it would show later at the end of the semester like like, you didn't go to class that's the bad part about it is (laughs) is you talk about um, just that Relationship to education and athletics, and mm-hmm. then how you you fit into that mm-hmm. as a as a student athlete. Everybody knows when you ain't show up. You ain't, and, and that has nothing to do with your grades and stuff. It's just right. like you just like one of the biggest people in the class. <laughs> like you play something. I never forget. I told this lady what she asked me if we play. I think it was me and Brooks, and we was hanging out, and uh, the lady was talking. To us. We were getting storage units to put all our stuff in. Mm-hmm. And the lady was like. Y'all play on the football team? I was like, no, man, I'm, uh, we do gymnastics. We were on the like, gymnastics team. It was so funny that my mama looked at me. She was like, I love that. I can't believe you would tell her he was on gymnastics. Oh, she should be over here assuming. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, no, actually, I'm on the swim and dive. Thank you. What do you mean, football? What is, no. But yeah, y'all definitely do. Like, do me. Not there. Yeah, so but um, so I take all those experiences from Miami and for the fact that I'm teaching a class that works with students that are um, in academic probation, mm-hmm. just like how I was, mm-hmm. and then having to learn just basic learning skills of like note-taking and how to take a test and how do you talk to teachers and how do you, I guess, what's your best way of learning? Are you visual? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you prefer to read it? Do you mm-hmm. prefer someone to show it to you and then you try it out type deal or pictures and grass and all that type of stuff so i was like 
I try to make sure I put my story out there, and that's the thing I've been kind of living off of, mm. especially in grad school. Like, Jasmine, what's your story, and what in it can be tangible to these students, even regardless that they are 15 years younger than you, or maybe not 15, let's do a better math. <laughs> 10 years younger than you, 10, 12 years younger than you, right? Like, what? Close it, it, right. <laughs> I found myself doing that too. I like, was like, 15, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, I was old, like, bro. The map is getting a little bit. I was like, okay, that's a bit bigger number than you used to be. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you but, this man, you a big age now. <laughs> you a big age now. <laughs> but I try to take what's in my story and make sure something, hopefully, something is tangible and something that maybe they hear themselves. Especially, I've I've sat in that seat. I've mm. looked at that teacher, have having them tell me about how do you think? I don't know. That's why I'm here. Like I want you to tell me how I think, but just taking my story, applying it to what I have to do in my curriculum, and then also just being me in the midst of it, like, I'm silly, I'm goofy, I can be sarcastic, because mm-hmm. I think people relate to that, like, I don't want to be up there just some drill sergeant, like, do it like this, because not everybody learns that way, and that's True. one thing I learned, too, like, this may not grasp, like, the way that you would want it to, so what can we do to tweak it, or what can you do to, to tweak it? it more, I think if, if it's more relatable to somebody, mm-hmm. They digest it way easier. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's me also taking from what I did in like in church ministry, like a certain topic, like okay, we're gonna talk about situationships mm. type deal, and so and how can of course how can I add context of the Bible and stuff like that, but make it real, so they can just be like they engage with me, they're like oh I know about situationships that's term that's lingo that we use now mm. or they use now I throw it in there too, but. It, helps them understand and it helps them also recognize me as like oh she human too like she mm-hmm. ain't just up there got it together yeah I got a college degree yeah I come from a good family yeah I got I got a job I got a car I got these things but I've gone through situations I had right I had this issue too got these issues too like these don't go away but so I I use that and I think that helps me out a lot to just teach and even in the the topic of it's learning skills for college success. Like, I've been there, I've done that. I know this works because I did it, but I'm also going to tweak it because I recognize it's a new day and age. It's mm-hmm. not 2010. It's, we're going on 2020. Oh, so, so much is developing, so much is happening. And so I want students that I encounter with to know that I recognize that. And then I'm like, okay, what can I even take, what's going on with my life now at 30 how can I like and make it sound like it makes sense to you? Too. Right, right, exactly. I'm just like, okay, like this is a like I said, situation shit. Like I wasn't calling situation. I'm like, this is a big problem. <laughs> this is a big issue. It's a problem. But now it's a situation ship in 2019. So yeah, but um, that's how I do like my stuff with school because it's like there's no book that um, my assistantship or my job quote unquote gives me. They just say these are the topics that you need to cover however you want to lay it out like you could do that but they can't teach me how to be me mm-hmm. they get they don't have my story and so and I love my supervisor because I was telling I was like well I want to do it like this type deal and I'm usually like kind of like a by the book person right. especially like I'm not too sure what I'm doing um so I don't want to run it off the train track and screw it so all up and be like I didn't learn nothing from her <laughs> <laughs> so I was like I need this job I need this job so um but talking to my supervisor and she like backed me up. She was like, "No, use your story because that's what's going to grasp the most, and not some 
fabricated, made up story that's not true, and then you gotta keep up with that. <laughs> but so I was like, I was like, well, look, all right. we are in my childhood home. <laughs> where a lot that has been said. You lie. You gotta keep on lying. <laughs> keep on lying, dude. Right. That's oh my gosh. Just yes, black households. <laughs> um, but yeah. So she was like, no, stay true to your story. That's going. She's like, that's more powerful than you think. Mm-hmm. And that really helped me. I was like, because that's why I wanted to be in this master's program. And I didn't think I would fall in love with teaching. Like, I like being, like, some type of informative to people and relating to them. But in a teacher role, like, a student called me a professor. I said, professor? I was like, you ain't got to do all that. But it sounded nice, right? <laughs> so, but I knew, like, when I got into my program, that's what I wanted to do when I got into the field of just being powerful and impactful even if it's just a one student a semester mm-hmm. type deal just but also being comfortable with my own story and how I got through undergrad and so and sharing that like I don't care how old I am I could be 50 doing student affairs that's still my story mm-hmm. and there'll be somebody with that same situation same problem same issues that is going to look for somebody to relate to because when I went through bad grades and semester after semester after bad grades. I probably didn't really start peaking with grades and doing really well until senior year. And then by that time, it's low-key too late, right? Uh, I mean, for me, like... the Greeks, right? Right. Right. So, like, but for me, like, in my head, like, coming from where I came from, just knowing, like, I came from an area where, like, you go to college. Mm -hmm. Like, you was set up and, like, breeded, like, you go to college. Now, if you didn't, or, like, people knew who you were, like, oh, mm-hmm. they're not going to do too well, like, outside of this. Like, they're already struggling here. They're not going to make it to college. But my, in my house, my parents are educators, so I was like, Jasmine's going to, like, Jasmine, if anybody's going, you're going, right? So, um, so for me not to do as well, and for me to struggle, and have to write letters to keep my scholarships, and things, that, and lose scholarship for a semester to improve myself. Mm-hmm. So, peaking and doing exceptionally well, it's just my last two semesters when I should have been doing it first semester that for me it was like I'm late but um, but we made it's it out it's a process you're learning how to be a college student like that's right. that's one of the things like it was, we, we were talking about this with um, my uncle in one episode and I'm saying like how we effortless, effortlessly shift mm. through different environments and we adapt yeah. And it's so natural to us. And that yeah. was one of those unnatural things. Like, <laughs> you are not under the tutelage yeah. of your parents anymore. Right. Be smart. Have fun. <laughs> right. Don't be dumb. Right. Be dumb, but don't be too dumb. <laughs> don't be oh, dude, I'm too dumb. Right. So where your mom's looking at you like, who raised you? Because it, it wasn't me. I didn't teach you to do that. <laughs> that was always in the back of my head. Like, because my dad was always like, do the right thing. Now I do something wrong. And I'm like, he's going to disown me. This is going to be bad. But like, yeah, don't do nothing too dumb to where your parents look at you like, are you my child? You're not my child. You did not, I did not, I did not do all those hours of work to come home and hear you about this. So like, yeah, so definitely. So. It's a learning process. But Very much so. I'm for you on that too. But we have so many people on our backs like trying to make mm-hmm. sure that you did get good grades, make sure you did go to class and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you just get to that point where you can kind of be realistic with yourself as well. It's like mm-hmm. for some people for like I said, for me, it was I'll never forget one semester, it was just like Tina Brown was like, Hey, 
you ain't doing shit up there, are you? <laughs> like, mm. I play football. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got something. Right, gotta give so me my like, credit. Nah, this ain't it. Like you said, mm. this ain't you. What you doing? Mm-hmm. And you just figured out. You got to get it together. Yeah, like when <laughs> I had those bad semesters and Miami sent letters to my parents' house talking about like, Jasmine I. Hardy is with this GPA, da 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 Man, it was like more than once at that. So like the first time, I I probably blacked out because I, I was in trouble. So <laughs> it was just all bad. But when it happened again, it was just kind of like my parents look at me like, what are you doing up there? And I'm like, and I couldn't even really give them a good answer other than like, going to Brick? Like, <laughs> just kind of like, so I know Brick Street, just shout out, just memories in there. There's a lot of fun there. <laughs> you could not tell me where I wasn't going to be on the weekend, but... That was fun. It was, <laughs> but, it was fun. It was, it was just flat out fun. Um, but yeah, but I did not have an an, a good answer for them. I could not say like, like, going to the library? Yeah, obviously not. Like, or like studying, like, I did not have a good answer to give them. I think that second time around, like, when, when they, like, literally sat me down and looked at me like, what are you doing up there? And I'm like, I have no good answer for you. And I just... I just like shook my head. I was just like, nothing, I guess. And they're like, you're absolutely right. You're doing that. <laughs> so that helped me like try to get myself together. And so now, again, when I teach, I try to be just relatable and just say like, I know this is hard. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to do what you want to do. And I can give you all everything that you need to do or you should do, tweak it for you so to where it's comfortable for you and you grasp it better. Because it may not be exactly how I present it to you, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But I can't make you do it when you leave this door. That's true. Like, I can, we can do all the practices and the little like workbooks that and workouts, too, yeah. all that stuff. I can lay this out clean for y'all. And I try to do my best to make it engaging. I love when my students engage, and then they can put something hand to paper and practice it. But I'm like, but once you leave this door, and if you want to go sleep for six hours, I can't, I can't stop you to do that. Or if you want to go play at the rec for three hours longer, well, you should only do an hour and use the other two for studying. I can't make you. But hopefully something I say in this space and give you in this space will click at some point, mm-hmm. like it did for me. So, yeah. So teaching, like, I've, I've, I've fall, like, fallen in love with it type deal. Um, just because I – and it's also when you see a student, like, get it and it clicks like the light bulb goes off or they come back to you say like I, I did this method like on my test or with my study and I got a I got a B plus and I usually get a D on my test so I just be like I'll get covered right now <laughs> and I just want to hug you and I'm so proud of you like those moments and like and they only come they don't come every day mm-hmm. and so but when they do come you're just like okay I can keep going and I can do this and then it helps me be better as a as a teacher um, just to be like okay what else can I tweak? What else can I, what else can I bring to the table? And so that's why I also plan on getting my college teaching certificate okay. just to have some better like foundation and grounding and just certain stuff. But then again, can't nobody teach me how to be me, and don't nobody have my story. So and for me to have the story that I do have, I know it's powerful mm-hmm. and it's going to click with somebody because there's always some student in there just like either one they don't want to be there and they don't want to accept the fact that they messed up on their own. And they find it stupid or whatever the case may be. But then there's also that student in there that was that was like me, like, 
I need something out of this class. This <laughs> I, I gotta get this right. This <laughs> like just all the conversations in their head. Like I need this, so I do it for everybody. Like whether you don't want to be here and it hasn't clicked for you yet, that's cool. But for the ones that are like, I'm hungry because I need, like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be some, like, lawyer. So I need something out of this class. And also, it's an easy, like, it's an easy A. I don't make it hard type deal. So, I make sure I put that in the forefront for everybody. It's like, no matter where you're coming from, I don't care if you got a 1.0 or a 1.9, you just scraping. Like, I got, I want to have something for you. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But I love it. Like I mean, I'm trying. I want to get better at it, and I want to be able to teach whatever class. Not I won't say whatever class. Don't put me in no like math class because we are not making it out of here. <laughs> H for everybody because I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but just some type of class where students need to like grasp something like some basic skills because I think a lot of students come into college without those like basic skills of just like I don't know how to study. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to the best way to take notes because I never did it. And no one checked me in high school, or I don't know, like the proper way to ask the teacher for help, like because maybe maybe you were an athlete, or maybe like you just had parents that were just on you and helped you mm-hmm. get through it. Now like you just out here kind of mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. own, like winging it, do you do. right? So it's I love teaching. <laughs> like I fall in love with teaching that type of class just because I know there's benefit to it. So. Yeah. What's it. what's the campus like up there now? <laughs> you know what? Like, I know it's a lot of changes. So and I mean, you've been there like recently. I, I, I rode through Oxford maybe a year ago. Okay. Coming, go, coming and going from Cincinnati back to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like the landscaping is all the same. Like the buildings, the brick and all that stuff that's there. But then you got that big old building of Armstrong, which is gorgeous. And it's like... A nice length, like way, because I've gone from one time. Like I'm still walking in here. I'm just trying to get outside to my car. But um, campus is like, it's still white. So that's <laughs> like it's still white. It's they just, ever change, hey, ever, look, if I ever see a pocket of just like a whole bunch of black folks, or just not even black folks, but like like people of color, just sees of it. Like that's I get excited when I see like maybe like three in a row. I'm like, what, what, what? Like, but. Campus, I feel like campus is still the same, but like for me, it's so different in grad school because like all my classes are in one building and not I ain't trying to get across campus, right? And then my assistantships <laughs> or my um, practicums, which is like a quote unquote another fancy word for like an internship, that's mm-hmm. um, either in Armstrong or Shriver. Okay. So like I just got these three buildings, and maybe if I catch a few black folks along the way, great. But I feel like campus is the same. Um, just a probably a bit more elevated in like the fanciness of it and just the access access to things. Um, I mean, you've seen like have you seen Armstrong? No, I've seen pictures. Okay, well Armstrong is just like I feel like it's like a little mini mall. Like you got your little okay. food court and then there's like a gift shop. They cut hair in there now. <laughs> exactly, like razor sharp. I think it's razor sharp cuts or something like that. Like you get your hair cut in there and there's all these meeting rooms and there's these ballrooms. Fireplaces, marble, the whole Miami. I say, when I saw it, I was like an old man. I'm like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I rolled past it. Like, you know, like, right. Oh, right. Um, but campus, I feel like campus is the same, but I feel like if you ask someone that's like really in the campus, they'll probably be 
say they'll have more to say. Mm -hmm. But when I do talk to students, they're just like, well, like, how are you, like, your experience at Miami so far? Um, they'll say, like, it's cool. And I feel like, for me, I, I was like, I love it. But then again, <laughs> I was just in it type deal. And I feel like the climate of, especially like the political climate, like, mm -hmm. things are just different. Like, people are just way more blinded out there with it, right? So, um, for me, like, campus looks the same. It feels the same. Like, I love being there. And I, fortunately, have never really came across any type of, like, just like, oh, this was a bad taste experience unless right. I just brought it upon myself. Like, no one ever has done anything to me to where I felt unsafe, uncomfortable, um, unwanted, mm -hmm. unassured, like, none of that. But that's not everybody's story. Even people that I went to school with, we went to school with, some people had different stories. And But unfortunately, I meet a lot more students, especially black students, um, that that's their story, like, this happened in class. This, like, this person, like, called me, like, can I say the N-word? Yeah. So, <laughs> I was just making sure. It's only, it's only because, too, like, I feel like we were in school at a different time, and I hate to say that, but that's the hard part about mm -hmm. talking about culture and its relevance to time. Yeah. Like, culture changes and shifts. Like, majorly. <laughs> it's crazy. Because some things, I'd be like, well, now what? Like, I, I'm a student, like, but in culture, right. it's weird. <laughs> And it's like, I have no idea what y'all talking about, and I want to rock with y'all so bad. Like, I want y'all to like me. And, like, I'm not trying to, like, fit in, fit in, but I want to know, like... What's going on? Like, this terminology that you use. Like, what's going on on campus? Like, what is what is your climate now like? And I get a lot more bad stories than good. Um, and just even, like, the culture of, like, just how black students even just like merge together like I feel like I was in school mm, and, right like everybody knew everybody it was cool but you knew if somebody was beefing you knew that but it it wouldn't last as long but like I feel like now with the access of like social media and just of course just the climate of the bubble of Oxford like they just got a lot more stuff to deal with mm -hmm. and so I'm just like yeah this wasn't I can't relate to y'all on this one but I hear you and I see you and I see it's a it's a, either it's an issue it's a problem but they're also making something for themselves too like because you're just going to have to in that that type of space um but yeah I feel like there probably be some things that just weren't that different like grand, there's no black hole like how we had to try I, and I miss it I'm like y'all don't know nothing like I'll be together right but like they great like got like the thing I feel like places like ODA but now it's about to change to something else so I have no idea what's about to change to but um they have spaces like that but then like it's not big enough space because I feel like at least we had that black hole and striver we had the CBCL or like that little pocket corner over there in uh brick like Okay, I see the black folks on the left side today. So Great. <laughs> Beeline for the blacks. <laughs> we are all in one area. I, I mean, I just feel like that's that's one of the things that's like, like when we talk about all these people and you find out how vast the university was. When you talk about mm -hmm. people like, as an athlete, and I think like, damn, I knew people that other black people didn't know. <laughs> it's always funny because we look at back on it, but I look around, I'm like, dang. Yeah. I was really just talking to people. I, I was really, I enjoyed college. Like, you know, some people can look at it like, I didn't really communicate with that many different people. But mm -hmm. you, when I look back, I'm like, you know this person, you know this person? I'm like, oh, but they, you didn't know that person? They right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, like, I'll see, like, people, like, that's why I appreciate, like, people like Seth, who, 
is now like I feel like he's like I, I was like Seth, cool. I was like Seth, you're like our insider cool. right now like and he just, he'll expose like different like black alum mm-hmm. I'm just like dang I didn't even know and the people people like relatively close to like are your graduate I'm like how did I miss you like what and it makes me feel like well what was I I was like granted I was having a good time and then like being in a sorority so like that became like my hub of people mm-hmm. like I saw them all the time and I and I loved it and I was like I don't need nobody else granted like everybody else is cool but like this is, like, this is home. This is, this, is, right this is it. This is home. Like we got this is my space. And I and I feel like sometimes like black folks like you you find your nook, you find your space, but you cool with everybody else. But like these are my like solid five, five, six, seven or eight, mm-hmm. maybe a couple trickle out. But you find your solid folks and then you make it what it is. Like we out we all out here together. <laughs> <laughs> some of y'all three hours away, some of y'all five hours away, some of y'all only 30 minutes down the street. So we're going to figure this out and make it our own and have a good time and hopefully get out of here. Right. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Please get out. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, other than the culture, and it's different in grad school too because I feel like I don't see, like, at least people in grad school, like, people of color. Like, there's an association for grad students of color but grad school's a different beast. Like, and even though it's like, I'm only taking nine credits, I'm like, nine, like, I was taking 16, 17 credit hours, but like, yeah, but they also weren't two and a half hours long, and you didn't have to read like five different like books that were like 20 pages each chapter type this. So the rigor of it, and people like, these are grown folks, like, people got kids, they got other jobs, like, they don't live in Oxford. And so for me to be commuting, like, I, my whole like vision line of just seeing folks of color like is very narrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, fortunate that there's three other black women um, in my cohort, which I'm like, come through. At least Miami and my program, I can't speak for everybody else's program, but I'm like, come through. But like grad school is just a different, everybody's so narrow line. Like I got two years to get these 42 credit hours and get a yeah, job. Right, like four years, you're like, oh, we can stretch this out. Relax, take some electives here and there. Right, and then for me not to be on campus, um, like through the weekend, of course, I'm getting off of campus during the weekend, but it's just different. So for me to speak on the culture and what it's like at Miami, I know there's more than what I see, mm-hmm. and but then I ask young students, and then they'll be like, oh, it's cool. And like, there's no, so I got to draw it out. I'm like, well, what do y'all do? And then it's, and it's completely different. Like, I don't think they go out as brick, because there's been a lot more brick or hole in the wall or where the pachinkos, things like that place. I don't even know if pachinkos is still a thing. Um, but they say like, they've come across, come across a lot of like racism, like owners, like trying to do things, because they want to be out and about. Mm-hmm. You know, like we pay tuition, we, we quote unquote residents of Oxford too, but they come against so much stuff. And they're just like, man, let's just go to somebody's like crib, apartment crib and like kick it like, like Green Beer Day. And this was this one that blew me because I know like Green Beer Day, how are you? Everybody out, you everywhere. out everywhere. We going uptown. We going. We starting here. We going uptown. So now they, I've seen like they house hop. Hmm. So like it's like this big old like marathon. Like we start at this crib. These cribs are, you know, hosting from like 10 p.m. to to 12, and it's just going through the day. So they don't even venture uptown. Granted, of course you can, but to see something like that, I was just like, that wasn't 
We wasn't house hopping. We was, it was just like, we go pregame in North Ridge and then make it up there. Right. And I didn't even get to do Green Beer Day for real, for real. Right, of course. You had, after yeah, I graduated, <laughs> like, that was the first time. The first year after graduation, it was a couple months after my graduation. Mm-hmm. And I had went to, we had the pro day and everything. I'm like, we, I'm going to Green Beer Day. I'm going to Green Beer Day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get my four years worth. All the way, all the way uptown. Had a good time, man. Yeah. But, yeah. but so, I think things that... We did, like, we were just, like, open and free to do, like, going uptown and doing a whole bunch of different stuff. I think their, the black culture, at least, has has to tame it and shrink it down more because they don't know if, what they're going to encounter point. uptown. Um, and so I think I've, I've heard and seen those differences. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I remember I mentioned, when it comes in the social aspect, like, I mentioned, like, we're in that cabin that's just, like, mm-hmm. way out yonder. <laughs> 20 minutes away from campus. <laughs> right. And it felt like it's probably 15, you know, it's probably 10. It felt like a half felt hour like in like the forever. dark. Just dark. I saw every star <laughs> out there. Like, it's just those type of places. But I remember I mentioned, I'm like, all oh, y'all, like, you know, the cabin out there. Like, What's cabin. That? Literally. I was just like, yep. I think I saw Rob uh, last game. Y'all. Love Rob. He was, uh, he was talking about that on Twitter. I'm like, the cat used to be turned, boy. <laughs> so we're going to the cabin. We ain't going to bring. We're going to the cabin. Cabin. Uh, he was like, oh, I got to get the brick, bro. I'm like, nah, bro. Let's go to the cabin. Cabin. Change your life. Um, hopefully for good. But, um, but yeah, they were like, cabin. And they were just like, where's that? I'm like, oh, it's, I can't even describe it. It's just, it's just straight shot out. <laughs> it's a middle of more of nowhere. And you make a left. Take it all the way down on High Street, <laughs> left, no, left on campus, and then I don't even remember the street. Wow. This I think it's, I think it's coming like Sycamore because you're going down past like Millette. Okay. And you're going down some hill, just. Well, we was going out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going down a hill just in some that's dark street. You used to know your parents' uh, family plan. You didn't get the best phone. <laughs> we had no GPS. So that's probably what it was. Uh, we was going the wrong way, dude. Right. Like, we just trying to make I it, bro. We lost. We just trying to get to the cabin. <laughs> right. And he turned down that, like, non-lit, like, driveway. Like, if you gone. It's like a block. And he was like, oh, that's the cabin? Okay. Cool. Yes. And just in the back, just sitting back there. But, yeah. Students said, like, don't know what that is. They're just like, what? I was like, never mind. Just I, never mind. I probably drove to the Capitol once because I had a little accord. <laughs> like, I could not get my shit stuck in no mud. Oh, okay. oh, my goodness. And I'll never forget what happened. So, and I love I love today's, like, generation, today's student, just because the questions they ask. And I just like, how old do you think I am? So, there was a student, and then they're, like they when they find out that I'm alone, they're like, "Oh, you went here too." Like, yeah. And they're like, "They'll ask me all the questions, like, oh, what was it like? Like, what was it like, you know, socially and hanging out like with other black folks?'" I'm like, "I had a real good time, and I met a lot of great people that I'm still cool with today." But um, they're like, "Oh, that's nice." And then I'm just like, "Y'all ain't like that." They're like, mm. and "I'm just like, okay." So the one question that someone asked me, they're like, "Well, how'd you find out about parties and stuff? Like, how did y'all t- like get to know things?" I was like, "Like." <laughs> Literally what I said. Literally, I was like, um, you were surrounded. People <laughs> well, talk to you. was always like, when you walking through Shriver, everybody yes. like, what up, what up, what up. You always see each other. So. Right. And so they, <laughs> so I was like, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you just happen to be sitting in like the food court, like Shriver, mm-hmm. and somebody will literally come up to you and be like, party at HOA. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. And that was just 
how it was, but now like there's the group me and the D, like all the deals and stuff like that. I'm like, no, we really like look at each other, make eye contact, and talk to each other. Then somebody would probably text, like everybody's going. Right. The cabin got something. Right, <laughs> or like I, I didn't throw this out there because it'd probably be like Facebook, yeah, but Facebook. I was like Facebook, like you probably would see like a flyer, just post it real quick type deal. So, but they just it blew their minds. They were just like, what? I was like, yeah, like. They had a vocal box. I had one. We could exchange a conversation. <laughs> right. Like, so, I don't know. The culture is just all around different when you break it down, even to, like, black culture. And I think just the culture of Miami, just because it's shifting. It's, mm-hmm. it's continually shifting. I feel like when I get back in end of August, well, I just no, got I can made to in May. It's going to be something new. I'll be like, I can't keep up. So, I'm just going to. Go to class, <laughs> and I'm gonna go home to my mom and just be like, I can't keep up with it, mom. So, but I think that's why I also like college, like, and I like my program and just the idea of quote unquote being in college forever because mm-hmm. I can keep like keep me young, keep me keep like keep up, but also that will help me teach. That will help me do whatever like job I decide to go into mm-hmm. after graduating, it's like. Keep me relevant so I can take my stuff, keep it relevant with you, and then we both grow. So. What are you thinking about doing after everything's all said? <sighs> World domination. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, grad school has really, like, shook up my, like, what I thought I would want to do. So, at first I was like, I want to be going to Black Kids Art. So, like, an ODA type deal, like. Putting on programs for them, making sure they feel welcome in these type of spaces, predominantly white spaces. But then I got into grad school, and grad school just shook me down. Like, well, who are you? And like, what do you represent? And like, what are your values and your morals? I'm like, like, no one asks you those questions for real. Like, and then I got to write about it, like in a ten page paper. I'm like, I am struggling to read this ten page paper. But excuse me. Um, so I do like like diversity affairs work. I do like that. I want more experience in that, so hopefully through my time, rest of my time in the program, I can get that. Um, I mean, it's a, Miami is a place that needs something like that. Mm-hmm. Even just talking about it right now, it's like it's a lot of different things that could happen where you can have a program that puts on events like that for right. kids or something. I don't know, man. So yeah, so but end of May and all of June, I did orientation, and I literally fell in love with it. I like the fact of like incoming like first year students and this whole new experience for them and their parents or any other loved one that they brought with them all the questions that they ask and just like you see the look of excitement and fear and confusion and angst and like in their eyes and parents eyes right and and to be that person with knowledge and some type of comforting voice saying like you're going to do great it's going to be okay um and just make sure that they get at least those first steps of acclimation. Now, granted, whatever happens after that. <laughs> Yo, you're up. No. <laughs> <laughs> See you in four years or five. <laughs> so, or six for some reason. That's okay. But, um, so orientation, I just think I like I like the busyness of it. But also, like, what it just really means to be low-key, like, welcome to Miami. Like, mm-hmm. being that first line of, like, welcome. Um, and so this fall, I'm going to try out fraternity and sorority life. So just having that background, um, being in a sorority and being still being active in that sorority. So trying to see what that 
feels like. So if I have a great experience, then it'd be something that I would apply for a job for. Mm-hmm. But that orientation, like, it just really validated why I feel like my purpose in life is, and that's just to be someone that someone can go to for some information and make them feel welcomed and make them feel like they belong, make them feel like they can do anything that they want to do on this campus. I don't care if you're white, black, brown, purple, whatever the case may be. Whatever background you're coming from, not the best background, got all the money in the world and your name's already on the floor in Armstrong because you got old money. I don't care. Like, we all, you're human. You're going to feel, you might have a struggle, you might not. So me being that person of, like, come on in, it's going to be great, and giving you resources type deal, or even just being, like, that outlet, like, yeah, you may not. Right, like you may never see me again, but like <clears throat> I am a face in on this campus. You know, may not see to me, especially black black women, black persons like faces on this campus. Here, I'm here for you. And even what I do now with the Renella Learning Center, um, being an academic coach, so I'm working. I work one on one with students that are in, mainly in academic probation, um, and they just need someone like this accountability partner. I look at myself as this accountability partner. Like, are you going to class? No. All right, let's break down why you're not. So type deal. And just be able to build that relationship and that connection with students. And just and also week after week, see them get stronger and get better, more confident. Um, or they may be, not say too confident, but super anxious and just very into their head. They could be a really a smart, student. they could be a great student, but then they just overwork themselves mentally and so to have to do it in reverse I'm like I'm like I'm like ooh I can start you here and just break have you tone it down like you Mm -hmm. don't need five planners for the same thing like let's let's see what two gets us (laughs) we'll break down the two so but that that swing of different dynamics of students I can come across in that position I truly do love and that was kind of like one of those um, I was waitlisted for grad school. And so then when I, when I got accepted into the program, so now I had to like re-interview for an assistantship. So Ronella was taking people. And so fortunate enough, I was able to, you know, just mm-hmm. yeah, get it in there, throw my charm on them and say like, I ain't got no type of like academic experience. And I was not the best academic person. Like I took, like I went through Ronella. But yeah, but like what, I can relate to that. Right. I was like, so I, I can relate to what y'all doing. I know it's fantastic, but um, I didn't expect to meet her. Like fall up with that too. Just like especially when I have success stories, and some people like may have fallen off from me. Like I had a student, like maybe probably made it halfway through. And, like, anything I was, like, giving them or trying to, like, adjust for them, like, he'd be like, okay. And then he'll come back the next week. I'd be like, so how did this go? He was like, oh, I didn't do it. And I'd just be like, right. So cool. So, like, I'm trying to have find that energy of, like, okay, what else can we do? But, unfortunately, I didn't, I won't say he was, like, my failed story. But, like, that's just one that we just, just didn't. <laughs> right, you just don't want to do it. And so, and I had to be okay with that and just be like, all right, like, if we can figure it out, or if this is just really the path that you want to take, you're going to do what you want to do. Like I said, once you get outside this door, I can't hold you to anything that we've done. Um, but there are, I have more success than um, fail, quote unquote failures or unseen through <laughs> stories, right? So, but the ones that come back and be like, they're off academic probation, they got the 2.0, or like they figure out their major that was like, because they, they did not have one. 
um, and to just be part of that journey with them. Like, I love it. That's the part, like, I like a lot. Like, I want to be part of your journey. I want to be part of your success mm-hmm. and your failures and help you figure out and push through those, too. Because um, we all have them. I had them. And that's, again, my story comes in. Um, so, yeah, so something like learning specialist, orientation, those are my top two. And if I can get into athletics, too. Um, Academic, uh, right, exactly. So, I don't know if you... Bree Robinson. Yeah, that's my yeah so. She's supposed to be in town, so maybe I'll sit down and look at this Miami connection going yes, for like four or five so. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I shadowed her for a while and just like got to pick her brand, just watch her like day to day, not even day to day, her, at least her that particular day. Mm-hmm. So several bridges was going on. So um, they were just working with the incoming like new student athletes and having people come in and talk to them about, you know, Guy, do it like this and use your resources and all these things. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is what I love. So, in my undergrad, I did health and sports studies and my major was sports studies. So, I was like, if I can take my like my love for athletics and merge it with this student affairs thing, I was like, I feel like I'd be golden. So, that's also a part too. So, athletics, but working just with the students and not like I did event management, I did all that type stuff. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I've done my time. I'm okay. Um, but making sure that student athletes are getting through college. Like, you're a student. Getting through, like, let me get you through the student part. There, you got a lot of people helping you through the athletic part. Let me help you through the student part, right? And then, so if I can merge those two loves, like, I'd be so set in life. So, yeah, those are my top two, three. Jobs yeah. or careers. Yes. So, anybody listening and want to hire somebody, <laughs> like, you know, you can hire me in March, March 2020, She'll graduate May right. 2020. I'll have my resume ready for you. So. Um, another question I usually ask these guys, and it is, this is weird because it's a totally different line than most of the guys, mm-hmm. but like, what's your Kanye West confidence level right now? So. Oh. It, it was, awesome. okay. so it goes, it was, Ye was going to be like number one or whatever, but mm-hmm. everybody I talked to, they were like, oh, well, College Dropout was the best project he ever did. So it's like, <laughs> it goes from College Dropout to Ye, which is 10. Okay. But like, I mean, well, Ye, which is one. Okay. And then College Dropout. Okay, it's Wait, 10. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. All right. No, figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. We did it so many times, I think I skipped it a couple of episodes. <laughs> and I even asked my uncle the same question for the Father's Day episode. He didn't even answer me. I was like, okay, cool. Gotcha. Okay, so repeat the question. I got the... Your Kanye West confidence level from college dropout to yay on the decide. So where are you okay. at on that range? That's what it should just be. It's a range. It's, it's a not. range. It's <laughs> okay, so... How confident are you in what you're doing and everything? And where you think you're going to go in the Okay, so my confidence level, if you would ask me this like six, seven, eight months ago, like when I first started grad school, I'd be closer to the EA side, right? But now that I've like, I've had the experiences and the conversations and been exposed to a lot more in grad school and just also having self-reflections of my own self, I'd say my confidence level, at least right now in this moment, for sure, and going into my second year, I give it a, I give it a nine. I give it a nine, and I'll say I put that with like the, 
um, late registration. I put that with late registration. Okay. okay so um, just because I've I've finally found like the lane of like my purpose, Ooh, yeah. where I really want to go, and I think, and it took seven years of being out of school and the four years of the ups and downs of undergrad to figure it out. And I'm grateful for it and I'm excited about it because I truly believe like everything has a reason. Like if I didn't go through the ups and downs and the like of school undergrad and then jumping into an internship and jumping into jobs for seven Mm -hmm. years in Columbus and then having that one day of spark of like, I need to go back to school because I want to be on a college campus helping students navigate themselves through college and all of the everything else that college throws at you expected and unexpected um, academically and socially um, and to be in a program that really made me think about who I am first before I brought that to a student um, because they're gonna bring they're gonna bring their stuff with you too especially if they if you connect with them and they vibe with you like they're gonna bring everything and it can be draining it can be tiring and it could make you question the last thing I want to do is question who I am in front of a student and question what I bring to the table to them that's the last thing I want to do and I want to be able to go home and say like I put myself out there first and not just some what I, what I think they want to like me or who that what they want to hear like just I can be, be right off like like being authentic at all times <clears throat> and being happy with that when I go home. Even it could be the worst day or the best day. Like, I know I put Jasmine out there first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but my... So, going through that first year of grad school and having those conversations and reading what I had to read and the papers I had to write um, and the reflections I had to do on paper and just on my 45 commute home. Um, yeah, like, I think... And having the experiences through the summer with my internship... Like, I'm confident going into this second year. Like, okay, cool. I got, I got, I got this. I got, I got this. And like, and I've accepted where I am just as a person, as a black woman, and all the spaces I've walked into, they've all been for a purpose. So, and yeah. So late, like late registration, confidence level like nine, because I always feel like I could probably be a bit more confident in some things like um, different courses I have to take. But when I engage with somebody for like whether it's another colleague or a student like I'm feeling pretty good and like going into the workforce force in like 2020 um back into the workforce in 2020 like I was like y'all can't tell me nothing late registration like bumping it all right I think what's the one track I love on that album I think it's we major I feel like we majors on that I feel like that one's just like like the instrumental of it and just the whole song, like, I could, like, shout that one from the rooftops, I feel like. So, yeah. What are three things you tell an individual starting out something creative or if it's going to grad school? Right. Okay. <laughs> Make sure that's what you want to do. <laughs> Make sure you know what you want to do. Make right? sure, yeah, like, I feel like whether it's being a creative or going to grad school or anything that's, like, been pressing on your heart, like, make sure that is what you want to do. Um, and because... People will try to sway you and ask you questions like, "Like, you sure you want to do that?" And then you, last thing you want to sit there and be like, "Uh, I think, no, that's what you want." Like, if you want to do a podcast, if you want to be a artist, a painter, whatever case may be, you're going to go to grad school for something completely different from what you even studied for. 
Um, know that in your Which deepest many hearts. people do. So. Right. So, like, know that for sure in your heart. So that's my number one, like, know that. Because, like, I remember my mom, she was, I told her, I was like, I want to go back to grad school. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, cool. And so when I applied and, like, I applied to four schools, three of the four said no. And so, like, she thought that I was about to be, like, she thought I wanted to go, to, I didn't want to go to Ohio State because I was in Columbus. And it was just, I was working there. Conveniency. All right. So, <laughs> and so when they said no, she thought I was just gonna like be like, oh, okay, well, forget it. And then I told her that Miami said yes, and then I gotta go through all this, and they officially say yes, I'm going. She was like, oh, you serious, serious? I said, oh, you for real? Right. I was like, so whatever's in my room, please clear it out because I'm coming down by the end, of, like by mid August, right? So know that you want to go, um, so that those that are not sure for you don't sway you and make you unsure for yourself mm-hmm. um two um i would say keep pressing on even in the moments where you're just like maybe second guessing or like it's it's rough it's uncomfortable and i think in the midst of like things being uncomfortable there's a breakthrough that's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, I truly believe like like in my deepest of hearts like oh like I know this is what I want to do like I'm it's comfortable in my brain and in my heart type deal but like maybe this per- particular physical obstacle or mental block I'm going through like there's a there's something good on the other side of it so like my first year of grad school having to be vulnerable and open and really and then just also being back in school in general in a classroom and sit have to sit there for two and a half hours. I'm just like, oh, there, there has to be something good on the other side because this is hard. But I think um, keep keep on going even when like there's that barrier there mentally, physically. Keep on going. Third, um, I would say no. Remember why you're doing it. So for me, like in school. When I have students that, you know, come with me with a good report about something, whether it's their class or their overall grade or just even, like, I made a new friend today. Like, I've had mm-hmm. students that, like, just have some social, like, just hindrances. So, when they come to me, like, I'm, I miss somebody new today, I at least said hi. Like, those are my why. Like, like, I want to be able to someone to come back either to me or just be on a podcast or just even talk to some oh. random person. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> or talk to somebody around when they ask them about their college experience. And then just to be able to say, like, um, there was this person that just really just was just there for me. Like, like she did this, she did that, or she helped me push to do this and do that, or she helped me recognize this within myself. So those are my whys. Like, why am I in grad school? Because trust me, like, I would not move, move back into my mama's house. <laughs> I would not have left, like, a good-paying job to be a grad student on a grad student like base like pay mm-hmm. um if there wasn't a reason or a why and my why is the student that i have yet to meet the mm-hmm. my why is the student that i have yet to encounter or give some type of opportunity um at whatever institution i'm supposed to be at so that's my why well that was this week's episode guys hope you guys enjoyed it make sure you follow jazz jazz and hardy on Instagram at J-U-S-T dot underscore 
And then also make sure you follow the page on the podcast page on Instagram and Twitter at It's Your World Pod at I-T-S-U-R World Pod underscore. Yeah, man. And follow me, too. If you think I'm cool enough, we'll follow me at It's Jordan Brown on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to go on, like, the Facebook page, too, man. Uh, appreciate that. Everybody who's been listening, everybody who's been reaching out about the show, you know, just showing a little love and support. Appreciate it, man. And I hope you guys tune in to the next episode. Thank you.